Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. It made me kind of sad that uh, my last podcast I did a little bit on uh, WKRP, the uh, sitcom, with Dr. Johnny Fever, and I did a little impersonation of him. And just as I posted it on Podomatic, and I flipped over to the Edge news feed, and here I read Howard Hessman who played Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati, had died. It uh, made me sad and kind of weirded me out, actually, because I didn't even know why I did that impersonation at that time. But uh, I got to say, rest in peace, Howard Hessman. That was a great show. So here we are on Valentine's Day. And for those of you who found the one, as they say, uh, good on you for finding that needle in uh, the middle of many haystacks. Let me preface this by saying not all men are like this and not all women are like this. I was looking at a stat where it, Uh, said in 2018 that only like 6.8 men out of a thousand want to get married today at all. And with the pandemic, I'm sure that number has gotten lower because of it. Why would that be? Could it be because of the court system favoring uh, the woman as far as alimony and child support? Yes, but it's what uh, the women wanted. And the men are starting to fight back as far as I'm uh, viewing on YouTube and saying, hey, you know, you can make these laws, but I want uh, no part of it because if if the marriage goes south, whatever, who winds up with the most cash and prizes? I will put in the word typically on that. Uh, Usually that's the way it works. I know people that buck the trend uh, on doing that, but it's not a good situation. But I do, uh, while I heard this story related, 
that this woman, today's type woman, uh, was upset that the guy on a first date didn't drive the right car. It was a typically fine car, Mazda, something or other, and she wanted him to take her uh, to a the latest and greatest restaurant, and it, it wasn't. So she was not interested. I mean, what guy is going to take you to the most fancy restaurant and uh, drive up in a sports car if he's, or a uh, Lamborghini, if you, you know. Women have these laundry lists of, what they require in a guy. Boy, you better meet them all. <laughs> but he was typically, you know, fine. And those guys that do drive up in the most expensive sports car you've ever written, ridden in and uh, takes you to the finest restaurant and and on the first date, uh, is this perception? Could he be in debt up to his eyeballs on that? Or does he uh, click all your buttons uh, so uh, you'll be a freak in the sheets with him? But is this the guy that's going to uh, stay with you? Uh, see the guy that's going to get down on one knee and propose? Mm, that's, uh, it's debatable because he's got options. You know, if you might have your fun for a while, uh, if you're hot enough and not hot enough to what you're you are thinking about yourself, uh, it has to be t to the guy eyes. He might stick around for a while, but typically he might be a player and uh, just move on once he's done and ghosts you. And where this other guy who drives a more modest car, and she was upset, too, that he would break a little bit at yellow lights. Where's the excitement in that? Boy, you better provide the world for him on the first date. Uh, but here's another reason this guy considered himself another story, uh, anyway, individual, who uh, wrote in that I ran across. He considered himself undateable. And I'm sure you read the title of this rolled your eyes and wrote it off as some sad story complaining about how my dating life sucks. But keep reading and you might see it a little bit differently. Just like I do, uh, the last year and a half of my life has been surreal. I've been completely out of the dating game. Well, <laughs> I've been out of it for a very long time. I uh, I can remember the last woman I asked out, but uh, <clears throat> eh, she was definitely not interested. And unfortunately, 
I was only, I got to the age where my dad was just starting to tell me some things about women. And he only told me one thing before he died because I was about to turn 15, I believe. And which was true. And I was trying to buck the trend when I had no reason to it. If I look like Brad Pitt, and uh, maybe I could have pulled that off, but but I didn't, and I didn't like the process of it because it just brought up anxiety. And but here we go with the story. Uh, just like I do last year has been surreal. I've been completely out of the dating game, he says. But not for usual reasons, like I'm taking a break or I'm working on myself or the ever-so-popular I'm doing me. For me, it's a little bit different. It's something more permanent than just working on myself for a year or two. I quit dating because I realized that I'm not really the type of guy that people want to date or be in a relationship with. At first, it was painful to come to that conclusion that I'm undateable. I mean, who the hell would want to consider themselves to be that way? But it's actually been one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. But before I get into that, I'll let you guys in on how I figured it out. We've all heard the different reasons for being turned down. They're not ready for a relationship right now. They just got out of a relationship, uh, want something casual. They're working on themselves. They're moving to Antarctica. (laughs) Kidding, hopefully. The list goes on and on. It's not me, it's you. That kind of thing. (laughs) Or it's not you, it's me. I got that ass backwards there. The list goes on and on. Whether they're legit reasons or not, we've all heard them. You know, I didn't... uh, I've never asked out a lot of women. It's not been a numbers game with me. I had to find them attractive and... That was related to something my dad told me. I'd hear them all the time. I'd meet a girl. We'd have this great chemistry. And then I'd get hit with the excuse. This guy was starting to notice a disturbing trend. He, uh, okay. After telling me they weren't ready for a relationship... That same girl would enter into a relationship with another guy between two to three months later. In one case, as early as two weeks later. It actually got so predictable that I would be able to call it like clockwork before it even happened. If only we could bet on this in Vegas. Maybe this guy was just tired of all the games uh, women typically play and, and got tired of it. <laughs> and as upcoming, I will tell you, 
that a lot of dating profiles on Tinder have a laundry list of requirements that uh, women uh, require a guy to have. He must be uh, six foot at least. He must make over six figures. He must drive this. He must be this. He must be a cat man. He must be a dog man. Oh, I'll get into that. And I know some of you women are going to say, oh, he means this about all women. Just making fun of us. No, no. It's uh, starting to be a trend with today's typically entitled woman. The guys, you got to ask yourselves, well, what do they bring to the table besides their looks? Now, for the guy with six figures and driving a big sports car and wines and dines you right off the bat, is he going to be the guy that gets on one knee and proposes to you, if that's what you're looking for? Maybe not, because women typically date up in stature, income, looks, whereas guys like that, the players... They'll typically date down because they can. They have options. In dating down, I mean in age and looks. For all the little princesses out there who think this is a great thing, the guy that gives you the world up front on the first date or within the first few weeks of the relationship, you got to think to yourself, is this the guy that's going to be around when I'm sick? Is this the guy who's willing to, to change a dirty dirty diaper for you? Uh, <laughs> probably not. If you got kids in tow, probably less likely. But I know some people who buck the trend on this, so good on them. Let me get back to the article. About two years ago, it happened again with a girl that I really thought it would work out with. It ended up being the exact same result, but with the double heartache. In the end, she was beautiful, probably out of my league. We went on some great dates. The chemistry was undeniable. We clicked, and I thought it was finally time to... It was finally his time to break the streak. Surely enough, she came at me with the, by the way, I just got out of a relationship and just want something casual. Blah, blah, blah. I tell you, I could have written some of this article for myself, and it's kind of uh, painful, but you can break out of the trend of not being the most exciting guy in the room if you got enough money and uh, break the trend there. And <laughs> for the most part, but there are ways if you're financially stable and stuff like that, it might help. But you can tell that this guy uh, was going through a lot of heartache. Continuing on, I know, I know, I should have bounced as soon as she said that shit, but 
especially after all I'd been through. Trust me, I know what I should have done, but this girl was just so great. I knew I had to try and stick it out this time. After all, I had walked away from so many similar situations because of my past. I just had to see this one through. I know we could break through the barrier if I played it cool enough. By now, I'm sure you guys know the rest of the story. It ended because she wasn't looking for a relationship. About three months later, surprise, she was in another relationship. When she first said she was only into something casual, he should have known that he wasn't firing her spark plugs, giving her goosebumps or whatever. Just so you know, guys, once you're in the friend zone, you're always in the friend zone. There is no way of getting it out of it for the most part. I found that out just recently, as a matter of fact. So there he was, failed again. This was supposed to be the time it finally worked out when I wasn't looking for a relationship. When I was looking for a relationship, when it was a girl I really liked, when it was a girl that I could do without, it was always the same result. I had to accept the fact that I am undateable. But like I said earlier, coming to that realization has been a, one of the best things that ever happened to me. Once I started owning it, uh, I've owned it a long time, it became, I became more comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, that's true for me as well. I don't worry about rejection anymore because, well, basically I've taken myself out of the dating market, so... Because I've already been through the mo worst rejections, this man says. It has helped rid me of a lot of my own insecurities because I'm more accepting of who I am. My mind is freed up to think about more important things than why dating has never worked out for him. Or why women never thought he was good enough for them. It's just completely turned an insecure, worrywart kid into a man who is comfortable with himself, his past, and all the good and bad that comes with it. In the spirit of full disclosure, I will admit to you guys that there are two days out of the year when I do feel bad about my undateableness. Yeah, Valentine's Day is one for me, and New Year's Eve is another one for me. Uh, the same for this guy. Undateability, whatever the hell you want to call it. In my case, I spent a weekend with a woman in the same motel room, as a matter of fact. And she never gave me any, any indication that she wanted to get physical. But uh, she sent me on a little thing to do out by the car but I did come in the room right when she was saying I love you to another man it's a hard lesson and then when we got back she pretty much ghosted me so I ghosted her for myself she we live in the same high-rise apartment building now I don't even know if I'm in the friend zone 
with her, but uh, I don't care. And I'm happy enough to just brush it off as a, a learning experience because women can run hot and cold. And that's why the guys I can are dating uh, multiple women because when one shuts down, there's another one there. Uh, ladies, some some of you ladies, you do it too. <laughs> I know a rather attractive woman who has uh, lived with uh, uh, several men that she, she was now worried because this is one of the first times or a long time since she has had to pay her own rent. And she was uh, concerned about that. And don't we feel sorry for her? Pay your own rent? <laughs> so, guys, getting back to the article, accept your strengths and weaknesses and uh, learn to be comfortable with yourself. That way you might become more dateable. Right now, I'm going to read you something from comedian Bill Burr of all people, but it's probably the truest thing that you young guys should pay attention to. I mean, it is hits it right on the nail head. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are a single guy in your mid-20s and you live in America and you're living on your own, please Drop to your knees and thank whatever God you pray to every day because you're never going to be more freer in your life. I know you probably got student loans and blah, 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 the stress and all that bullshit. Uh, fuck that, okay? You're never going to be freer in your life. Dude, you have to do in life what makes you happy. If you try to make other people happy, that's all you're going to do, and you're not going to be happy. And then you're going to be miserable to be around. You're going to turn into a bitter person who didn't do what they wanted to do in life, and no one wants to be around that guy. You've just got to commit to this shit and then realize sleeping on a futon when you're 30 is not the worst thing. It isn't. You know what's worse than sleeping on a futon at 30? Sleeping in a king bed next to a fucking woman you're not really in love with, but for some reason married, and you've got a couple of kids, and you've got a job that you fucking hate. Okay, you'll be laying there fantasizing about fucking sleeping on a futon. There's no risk when you go after a dream. It's all fucking reward. It's going to lead to something good. It always does. There's a tremendous amount of risk to playing it safe, and that leads to unbelievable levels of regret. Now, for me, for the longest time, I thought that being married and having a great job, having a great house, the white picket fence and all that was the way to go. And that's the way most of my class era thought, <laughs> the way their, their parents taught them. 
But once you get older and you start thinking a little bit more upstairs than downstairs, and I've never been married, no kids, and I'm becoming a lot more happier in my own skin, accepting weaknesses and strengths, it makes me happy. I mean, does it get lonely? I, I do have to get over that. Well, I've gotten over that or I've learned to live with it. You just occupy yourself with other things, your hobbies, whatever, working on a podcast, watching a good movie, tinkering around with your phone, talking with uh, friends here in the apartment can provide a lot of fulfillment other than being with somebody you don't really want to be with in a marriage you feel trapped in, having arguments and stuff that some people are, are trapped in. So I guess I can say I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Evacuation order acknowledged. Well, it is time to pop and drop this episode to the interwebs. You can check out my Facebook page. You can subscribe, download, and donate to this podcast to randyms12 at gmail.com. And as always, I would like to say, have a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight. Well, last night was a Valentine's Day, so I'm sure there was... A lot of happy endings. Keep it real, homies.